Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we are talking about what happens when you take the ceiling off your marriage and stop saying, that's not me. And James Allen had this to say about this very subject. He said, for true success, ask yourself these questions. Why? Why not? Why not me? Why not now? Mm-hmm. And as we're talking about taking Love the it. ceiling off your marriage, why not now? So welcome to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose marriage has had breakthrough. And this hug came from a participant in our recent five-day intimacy challenge. She said, the last two days alone have been such a help. The conversation starters, some we've talked about, but some not so much. I love how they are spawning other conversations and we're having deeper, more insightful talks about us and our past issues or experiences on a different kind of level. And it has really led to greater revelations on what I can do for him where romance is concerned as well as other areas. You guys have really helped this this sinking ship in so many ways. We're no longer sinking. We're starting to bail out the water and become more stable and afloat. Oh, I love that. That, uh, What a great imagery to to hear that because you know what sometimes in marriage we do feel like we're just taking on water mm-hmm. and we're just sinking and we're sinking and and we've been able to give them the tools to you know the bucket anyways to start getting that water out of the boat so oh love it if you haven't been a part of one of our five-day intimacy challenges hey make sure you go to fivedayintimacychallenge.com if we have one going on you'll be able to register jump in it's yeah. a fun filled time Absolutely. And, you know, actually the, the catalyst, the idea for the show came out of that challenge because we were, we were in the middle of one of our sessions and Tony makes this comment about how sometimes in marriage we say things like, that's not me. And there was something about the way he said it that really, that really landed on me in that very moment. And I actually just kind of interrupted what we were teaching on. And I said, Hey, we need to address this Mm. because I realized in that moment, how many times I have said, that's not me. You all have heard me say, that's not me on this show. Whether we're talking about, you know, kissing Tony, whether we're talking about, you know, being neater and getting rid of my piles, whether we're, we've, you know, I've said it around going to cold weather states when it's actually cold. I have said over and over again, that's not me. But there was something in that moment, you guys, when Tony said that during that session where I was like, uh oh, what have I been doing all of these years? Mm. It, it was the revelation that every time I said that, I was putting the ceiling on on me, on what's possible in our marriage, on the experiences that I was willing to have or at least try. And I realized, and maybe some of you have, I, well, actually, I know a lot of you have said this, but when you're doing that, there's an identity that you take on. 
Like, I'm like, you know, cause I would say it. I'm like, well, you know, that's not me when it came to kissing. I'm like, yeah, well, that's just not me. Like I just, you know, kissing is not my thing. Right. So the whole reason we're doing the kissing series, right. Right, the kissing, because I had been saying that, or we have all of these friends in cold weather States. And I'm like, I won't come visit you when it's cold. And I'm thinking, what have I been missing out on? Cold weather. <laughs> Not just the cold weather, but the experience of, of being with them in an environment that they're super comfortable in and it's what they do and what mm-hmm. they love and they know how to do it. And, and it was interesting because we shared that in the group, in the five day intimacy challenge group. And then all of these people started chiming in. Real, having the same revelation that I did, that they have done this, that they have, that they've taken on this identity of being someone that whatever they've said, that's not me, that that's become part of their identity. And uh, there was this shift, this ripple effect that was happening of going, but could I change? Mm-hmm. Could I get rid of that label? Could I stop saying that? Could I try whatever I'm saying? That's not me. And could we experience something different in our marriage? And you all know, that if, if it just happens to us, sometimes it makes it onto a show. If we start to see a ripple effect of a whole bunch of people saying, yeah, me too, me too, me too, raising their hands, we know that there's a bigger thing that we need to share because ceilings on your marriage, no good, no good. So we have to dig into this. And, you know, it was interesting because if you do follow us on Instagram, which we encourage you to do so, um, at One Extraordinary Marriage, we ask the question, you know, have you all said this? And I'm glad to know I'm not alone because 72% of you have been in this place. Mm-hmm. I think Tony's actually glad to know that he's not alone. Well, I think I've said this myself in many areas of my life over the years, for sure. You mm-hmm. know, that's not me. That's that's not something I can do. That's not uh, what I'm willing to do. That's that's not me in the bedroom. That's not me, you know, when it comes to, to working out. That's not... I think at one point in time, we all face a that's not me situation. Mm -hmm. And are we going to allow that ceiling to be the ceiling that lives, that we live under for the rest of our lives? Mm -hmm. Or are we going to take that and go, you know what? That's a ceiling that I'm going to turn into a floor by -hmm. taking out the word that's not me and finding a baby step towards what I know I can do or where I want to go. So I'm not allowing that ceiling to hold me down in my life and in my marriage. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, you know, it starts off, it can can start off like so, um, I guess innocuously, right? Where it's just kind of like, you know, I don't particularly care to be cold. Like that's not my favorite state of being, Mm -hmm. right? So the, and then I just, I've been saying this, guys, we've been in California on and off since 1996 with the- No, 95. 95. That's right. We got married in 96. Yeah. Since 95. Um, with the exception of a year and a half that we were in Spokane, Washington, we've lived in Southern California. I grew up in Ohio. I was very comfortable not having to deal with snow unless I like decided to drive into the mountains with Tony. Right. And so I just kind of adopted this sort of mentality. I'm like, I, I don't do cold weather. I grew up in cold weather, you guys. I grew up there. And, and so getting past the identity that I had created that wasn't serving me. And I think that's what we really have to look at. Like, what are those things in marriage? And what are those things that, and I'm going to share a few of them here in just a second, that maybe you've adopted. And, and when your spouse brings it up, you're like, oh, well, that's not me. Right? And you kind of put up this wall. And I think that actually happens in your head a lot more mm-hmm. than you verbalizing it. We had a, a cool comment from 
another participant in our five-day intimacy challenge. They had been married 21 years, and we were going through uh, one of the days. And and I forget which day it was, but whichever day mm-hmm. it was, for her and for him, something unlocked. Because we got a message back that in the 21 years that they had been married, she had only given oral sex to her husband once. Mm-hmm. And... As we were talking and we were saying, you got to let these things go. You got to try new things. You got to, you got to open up and go, this isn't just about what I'm, I'm doing, but what, what is my spouse experience? And what am I experiencing in that moment? She took off that. That's not me. Mm-hmm. And was able to give her husband a blowjob for the, probably the second, I think it was the second time in 21 years and said it was absolutely amazing for her and for him. And that was just in that one, like, oh my goodness, let me see this from a different light. And here's somebody who for 21 years had been telling themselves that. So I know if they, if she can do that after 21 years, each of us who have been saying something to ourselves, maybe for a year, two years, five years, mm-hmm. we, we, we can have that breakthrough. And, you know, it's important to look at where are you saying that? I mean, some Mm -hmm. of you are listening to the show and, you know, even when I say that's not me, there are certain statements that are coming to your head as far as, oh, oh, I say that here. I mean, when we asked the question on Instagram, like, where, where do you say this about yourself? Right. There were some folks that said, you know, seeing myself as sexy or attractive. Mm. Right. Like my spouse will say, I I think you're attractive. I think you're sexy. And in your head, maybe you're just kind of like nodding politely, but in your head, you're like, that's not me. Mm. That's not me. They're just saying that. Or, you know, sometimes you get called out on stuff. Right. And one of the comments made was, you know, I use sarcasm in social situations, but my, you know, but when my spouse calls that out, I'm like, that's not me. Mm. That's not. So it goes both ways. Sometimes it's the, it's the positive stuff that we can't receive. And sometimes it's the negative stuff that we don't want to own. And either one, you guys puts that ceiling over your marriage because you can't grow if you won't own who you are and if you won't take off the the ceiling to say, wait a minute, do I do that? Some of you said, you know, um, that's not me when it comes to initiating sex or trying new things in the bedroom. And I want to say this one is one of those where I think many of us will take that on Mm -hmm. because we haven't been taught we don't know what it looks like to initiate sex. We don't know what it what it looks like to try something new. We're vulnerable. So we take on that identity of that's not me and I'm going to just do missionary mm-hmm. because it's safe, it's secure, and I don't have to get vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So what would happen in your marriage if you begin to go, you know what? I can try something new. You know what? There are positions that we can look at and see and try. I mean... Position of the Month Club, the whole reason that Elisa and I started Position of the Month Club so many years ago was because we wanted to encourage couples to try a new position every month. That was it. Like, here it is, and it's not It's not sketches. It's not um, actual images of couples. It's these two characters. And we bend them and we move them so that way you can see it. And then you get a full write-up. And that's turned into what's now called the position post. So we give mm-hmm. you all sorts of romance and and sexy ideas and all that. But that's where that came, even for us, because we wanted to take off that, well, what can we do in the bedroom? If you're interested in learning more about the Position of the Month Club, please go to positionofthemonthclub.com and you can learn more about what we have there for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and it's, you know, maybe it's not trying new positions or, or trying something new in the bedroom. Maybe you say that's not me when it comes to showing affection, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of where that, you know, I'm not a kisser type thing comes up, yeah. but maybe it's, you know, I, I, I'm not a huggy person. I'm just, I'm not a huggy person. I, I can't tell you how many people, because I am a huggy person, have said that to me. They're like, that's not me. I'm, I'm not a huggy person. I'm like, I'm going to make you a huggy person. But, but maybe you haven't seen affection modeled, or maybe you had a bad experience. And so you've just, you know, kind of put the brakes on it. And you're like, you know what? That's not me. Or, or maybe you say it when it comes to being vulnerable with your spouse or sharing your feelings. And you're like, that's just not who I am. Right? No, I like, I'm good. I don't need, I I don't go deep with people. That's not me. I don't have to share my feelings. It's all good. I can process on my own. And yet your spouse is on the other side of that going, please let that be you. I'd love to know what's going on inside your head. And and so we get into this place where we're all up, all up in our own brains. Yeah. And I, and I wanted to say this, we're not saying be somebody you're not. Correct. You're still living your best life through the personality that God has made you to be. Mm-hmm. So please don't take this out of context of like Tony and Lisa are saying, oh, I need to be somebody I'm not. No, not at all. You need to be the person that God made you to be and to shine even brighter by taking that ceiling off and stop saying to yourself, that's not me and make that ceiling your floor. So that way you can go, you know what? I am being my authentic self truly without any limitations on me. So make sure you, you, I just want to make sure you guys understand that, hey, be authentically who you are because that's who your spouse married and who your spouse wants to be around. I don't want Elisa to be a, a fake version of herself to try to please me. I want her to shine and take that off so that way she has the confidence in her own self. And this is something that we still work in and work through mm-hmm in our own, in our own lives, in our own marriage. There are still times when we hit walls, when we hit places where we don't feel adequate. We don't feel like we know what we're talking about. We don't feel like we can do something in the bedroom. And so we have to look at one another and we have to look at ourselves and go, why, Mm -hmm. why am I there right now? What's going on in my head? What's going on inside of me and my soul and my heart? That's, that's just, weighing me down. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, are you saying that's not me because you have this perception of who you're supposed to be or what you're supposed to say? And so, so you've got this identity situation going on, right? Because you're in that place or are you being influenced by past experiences that may, that may no longer you know, need to have weight in your, in your present, right? So you're letting your past dictate your present. And so we have to look at what's behind that or what, what is keeping you from being open to the possibility and, and being able to strike that phrase from your marriage. But let's talk about that after this word from our sponsor. So when it comes to the conversation around this phrase, right, and how the two of you can move forward, you know, we, we have to look at those things that have, that have become part of your knowledge base. Right. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts that go on repeat and looking at why are you saying that's not me? What, what's the why behind it? What's the root? Where did this come from? This thought? Is it just like me with kissing where I'm like, I, I, I mean, we've been doing this whole kissing series and I realized that I just I've had some blocks. Right. We, we've had some really good makeout sessions. Thank you for saying in, in long, passionate kisses outside the bedroom 
which I have seriously enjoyed. And, and I think it's very interesting because you have taken on that identity for so long that it's, it's taken me some time in a moment to understand where we're going. Mm -hmm. And so understand that folks that just because you're ready to change, your spouse may be going like, Whoa, what's going on? Don't, don't run away. Don't, don't hide in those moments, begin to share where you're at and why this is coming about. Because Elisa doing this, it, it's causing me to be like, well, why now? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why couldn't this have happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago? You know, so there is some, some thoughts in my own head that are saying, wow, I love this. And, and yet, okay, when, when can I, kiss you more? When can I hold you passionately more? What, what does it look like to, to French kiss you while we're making love? What, what does this look like? And and so know that as you begin to take the ceiling off your own life, Mm -hmm. your spouse may be going, what's going on with you? And you may be on the receiving end of a few awkward comments. Like the other day when I walked up to Tony and I'm like, Hey, I want to kiss you. And I can't remember exactly what you said, but I just remember being taken aback in the moment where I'm like, I just came up to you and said, I want to kiss you. But that's exactly what he's talking about, mm-hmm. right? As you start to take the ceiling off, as you start to say, wait a minute, why did I adopt that identity? Mm-hmm. Who told, maybe it's something that somebody said to you, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, maybe you heard, you know what? We're just not affectionate as a family. And so you, you adopted that identity. And so then you got married and you're like, well, I'm just like, I'm just not affectionate. Obviously that's who I am. But as you start to go, wait, why is that true? Does that need to be true? What's the worst thing? And this is such a great question. What's the worst thing that could happen if I get rid of that statement and I step into whatever I'm saying, that's not me, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, even for me, I had to ask myself when it came to kissing, I'm like, what's the worst thing that could happen if I actually, you know, developed this kissing muscle and the ability to kiss, like, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, I don't know. Like I actually get closer to my husband. Right? What's the worst that could happen if I say, you know what, I, I, I'm willing to go someplace that's cold. Okay, well, the worst that could happen is I actually get cold, but I still have my North Face puffy coat from a gazillion years ago. I mean, I'm not going to get that cold, right? What's the, ask yourself, because so often we get in this place of identity where we're just like, well, that's who I am, that we never stop to ask what's the worst that could happen if I change mm-hmm. or what is it costing me to stay in this place? I will tell you that my, my not kissing, my saying all of these things has cost me and my family a lot. It, it's cost us, you know, specifically around the cold statement, it's cost us going from cold weather places in the winter. Like my kids have not really had a snow experience. They're Southern California kids, it, it, you know. We go to the snow like once a year when we get a massive storm that rolls through in Mount Palomar or Julian gets some snow on it and we'll, we'll go up for the day. Right. And yet I look at that and I say, oh, oh, my, my ceiling doesn't just impact me. It has a ripple effect. And, and for some of you, you know, that that's not me came from your past experiences that are dictating your present circumstances. And so it's looking at what's happened in the past that's causing you to shift your future to stay in alignment with your past. Mm. Right. Because making that statement, that's not me. That's looking in the rearview mirror. That's looking at, well, that happened to me back then. Instead of saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I take off the, that's not me ceiling, how can I shift the future? How can I shift the present and shift the future? And, and when you're driving, 
let, let me let me just give you guys a little little illustration here. When you're driving, your rear view mirrors, they're small, right? Mm-hmm. It's enough to give you an idea of what's behind you. But your windshield, it's big. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's wide. It's it, it's tall. It, it, it allows you to see everything that's in front of you. And for the most part, when we're driving, where are we looking? We're looking forward. We, we, we do check back. You know what? I mean, it's always safe. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm making a lane change. I, I want to change. I want to make sure that somebody isn't there. And yet for the most part, we're looking forward. Mm-hmm. And why is it in our lives and why is it in our marriage that the rear view mirror becomes so big and our windshield becomes so small? Wow. Why is that? Why do we do that? Why do we, why do we look at the past, the past hurts and the past pains and and all the things my spouse did and all the things I did. And we just keep allowing that rearview mirror to get bigger and bigger and bigger until it basically blots out the windshield that we should be looking out, out of to see the future, to see the present, to be in the moment, to take off and go the roads ahead. There's so much we have. Just think about that. And what is it that you're sitting in right now and you're just going, you know what? It's time. It's time to take that off, mm-hmm. man. It's time to, to, you know, use that rear view mirror and yet not use it every single second of the day. Mm-hmm. I think we, we, we lose sight of that. And, and maybe the next time you're driving, use that. Think about that in, in your marriage. Use it for your marriage. Use it for a way to go, what am I going to see ahead for us? Mm-hmm. Instead of looking back and pulling those past hurts and those past pains and, the, and, and all of that and bring it in into the future to then allow the ceiling to get lower and lower. And you know what? When that ceiling, you know, right now you, you, you may see a ceiling and it's, it's way above you. But when that ceiling begins to close in on you, you, you begin to get angry. You begin to get fearful. You, you begin to go, what's happening to me? Because you're getting closed in. Mm. What is it? What is it that you're going to start looking through and take off of your life so that you and your spouse can truly have that intimate time together? And I desire it just as much as you guys do. It's something I'm striving for still today. Something that I want to have with my wife. It's something that I desire to have for a long time. Everything hits us. Everything comes around us. And yet, we have said, I do to someone so special. We grabbed their hand. We kissed them on that day. Are you still willing to go on that journey with them? Mm-hmm. What's your life going to look like in a year from now? What's it going to look like to five years from now? What's it going to look like 10 years from now? If you don't take off the limits, you're going to be in the same spot you were. I've been there. I've, I've experienced it. And I still experience it. I'm not saying we're perfect. You guys know that. We're on this life journey with you. And so there are definitely times. But there are, there are times when I've taken it off. And we have taken them off over these last six months. Well, we're going all in. There have been t- things that we've done over the last 10 and a half years of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show that we've taken it off. And we've seen it. So do that this week. Mm-hmm. Do that this week. Yeah, it's, you know, I... I- I'm stuck on your, 
your windshield uh, review mirror, rear view mirror analogy, because as you were talking about that rear view mirror getting larger and larger, it really hit me that, that if we're letting the past dictate our present or our future, if we're, if that, that rear view mirror is so large, then most likely we're going to crash, mm-hmm. crash and burn. Cause we can't see where we're going. Yeah. And I wonder how many of those, that's not me are actually setting us up for a crash and burn instead, because I felt it in our own marriage and I can see it literally in baby steps. As I say, you know what, I'm going to do something different and just letting Tony know that I was doing this with the kissing. I can see that we are slowly making changes. Is it, mm. is it overnight light switch experience? No, but you know what? It doesn't have to be because I'm in it. And, and you know, when Tony said, why did this not happen 10 years ago or 15 years ago or even 20 years ago? Because timing is everything. And I'm grateful that I have a spouse, a husband who's patient enough to, and good natured enough to give me a little good natured ribbing once in a while, but also to walk this down and say, okay, what is this going to look like? And to encourage me and to, to, you know, come along for the ride so that we can, you know, shrink that rear view mirror together, mm-hmm. hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know, co-pilot, front seat passenger, whatever you want to call it. And, and go on this journey because when you get to the point where you say, I'm not going to live under that, that's not me. It's going to take the two of you holding hands and doing this together to be able to then go forward and to see what's possible and to create the what's possible together. Yeah. So good. Take this week, you guys. Mm-hmm. It, it, pick one area. Pick one thing this week. You know, what is it that you've been saying, that's not me? You may have a list of two or three or five or 10. Who knows? This week, though, pick one. Determine what you're going to do and start taking action. Extraordinary people, extraordinary marriages are intentional and they take action. If you sit on this and don't do anything, you're going to be in the same place you were a year from now. So take action. Whatever little baby step it is for you this week, take it. You're going to benefit from it. Your marriage is going to benefit from it. Your family is going to benefit from it. Your community is going to benefit from it. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We're excited that you're going to take the ceilings off your life, off of your marriage, and experience the extraordinary marriage. You guys have yourself a great week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.